there, and welcome to Shoot the Flick, an official Paradoja podcast. I'm Frankie Sparks. And I'm Scott Eisenberg. And we are a married couple who like to shoot the shit about movies. That we do, that we do. And this week, Scott has introduced me to another sequel, for we are in sequel month. Yes. I introduced Frankie to Rocky Two. Released in 1979. And... By all accounts, Rocky II is not as good as Rocky. No. But in the same breath, it still is a lot of fun. And it's almost kind of the turning point in the series because this is the last time until Rocky Balboa that Rocky's the underdog. I thought you were going to say it's the turning point because this is the last time Buttkiss is in the the series. (laughs) That is unfortunate and that is true. By all accounts, people have told me like one and two are by far the best of the series, and then it progressively gets eh to not good. I'm I'm cool with one and two. We don't have to see anymore. I'm good. We I'm have- fabulous. I'm doing just fine with one and two. We have to at least get to four at some point. Oh, oh my god. Uh, I, I I enjoy three a lot, and four. As much as it's it is hokey as hell, Rocky ends the Cold War. <laughs> I feel like I should have a witty retort, but I don't have one for that. And my arsenal is empty <laughs> for the Cold War. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know why I'm complaining. I I really enjoyed this movie. I don't think it's as good as the first one, but it still was a good time. Yeah, it's it's definitely fun. Uh, again, this is written and directed by Stallone. Oh, yes. And you can tell that because there are some lines in this. Yeah, yeah. There definitely are some cheesy lines in this. But, you know, despite that, the charm of the character of Rocky still does shine through. Mainly in regards to his interactions with Adrian and also with Mickey, I really like their relationship, too. Exactly, and that's the thing about Rocky and why everyone connects with this character is he is a down-and-out kind of guy. He's This is still the time where you could believe Stallone as the everyman because he is the everyman in this. He's the guy on the street corner singing doo-wop around the flaming trash can. <laughs> as you do. I was so excited the doo-wop guys were back. I was like, oh my god, there they are. Was that enough of like a sticking point in the first movie that people liked it enough that when he was writing the second movie, they're like, we got to bring the doo-wop guys back. We got to bring Adrian back and Paulie. But more importantly, we got to bring my brother back standing in front of a trash can singing doo-wop for some reason. Well, they're in this movie a lot less than they were in the first one. In the first one, I feel like they showed up three times. This one, they only show up once. Yes, which just makes it so weird that they're there. And they're there as Rocky is literally carrying adrian home after they've been married he's carrying her over the largest threshold i've ever seen the threshold of philadelphia but yeah it's that was kind of weird but i i let it go because i enjoy the frank stallone doo-wop group i i i get a kick out of it but interestingly enough despite the fact that this movie was not as maybe well received as the original it was 
still the winner of the People's Choice Award for favorite motion picture that year. And I mean, he definitely got a a, a budget bump for this movie. Oh hell yeah, seven million bucks, and the movie ended up making eighty five million dollars worldwide. So good investment. It all worked out. Sylvester Stallone is such a a unique person. Yes, because he he is very similar to Schwarzenegger in that, objectively speaking. Is he a good actor? Oh, no. Eh, no, probably not. I mean, I haven't seen everything he's been in, so I can't say with certainty. Uh, but I, I'm going to take a stab in the dark and say not that great. No, he's <laughs> he's definitely not great. He's not a great actor. But in the same breath, his charisma Correct. is undeniable. Yes, Despite the fact that he was very well-liked, especially at this time, he was nominated for Worst Actor at the Sinker's Bad Movie Awards for his performance in this film. I thought this was an interesting little tidbit. He, he lost to a, a gentleman by the name of Robbie Benson. Does that name sound familiar? It does. Robbie Benson is the guy that voiced the Beast in Beauty and the Beast. Oh, shit. And he apparently starred in a dramatic film in 1979 called Walk Proud. And he won the Stinker's Bad Movie Award for that. I've never even heard of that. But if it's particularly bad and I can find something funny about it, I'll put it here. Oh, did I not? Was there just empty silence there? I guess it was pointless Uh, i'll just put a clip of the beast instead this is no angel it's the shadow of a monster (laughs) (laughs) god uh but yeah this is also before i think stallone really really gets in his own head about being a star well that's kind of funny because the character of rocky also kind of has that issue where he has this like burst of fame he ends up blowing all his money and he tries to do like cheesy commercials and he can't fucking talk which i don't know who thought that was a good idea to give rocky balboa a commercial if you're gonna give him a commercial like talk to him for five minutes and be like oh this probably isn't a good idea if you're gonna give him a commercial give him something small where he's like i'm rocky balboa and i i approve this message message. (laughs) done they have like cue cards for him that are like sentences long. I'm like, this is a bad idea from the start. This is why boxers don't become renowned voice talent. Well, you shouldn't say that because Apollo, who is played by the incomparable Carl Weathers, he is a very big personality in this movie. He's got a very like WWE heel type situation going on there was one point where he is on tv like basically trying to call out rocky and he's literally talking like a fucking heel on wwe i i don't really watch wrestling i haven't for a long time since i was a little kid but i remember when i did watch it you know the guys be like oh you you don't know what you're doing i'll get you my pretty and your little dog too okay yeah you know like antagonistic but also very animated carl weathers does an amazing job in this carl weathers is literally great in everything 
he's ever fucking been in like let's be real we just posted a, a little thing about the uh 25 year anniversary of happy gilmore somebody asked me on instagram does happy gilmore still hold up and my answer to that is carl weathers because oh my god like if you don't watch that movie and for at least hours afterwards get stuck in your head it's all in the hips it's, it's all, all in, in the, the hips. hips you don't know what the fuck you're doing it's all in the hips it's all in the hips get off of me hey just easing the tension baby just easing the tension well, ease it on someone else but not even just that like uh he has predator which he's a lot of fun in Predator. Oh, yeah. Predator was fun. Remember when we used to do the Predator handshake every yeah. five minutes on the show? Ah, uh, good times. Let's bring it back just for, just for fun. Dylan! You son of a bitch. Oh, wasn't that a, wasn't that a delight? But also, then you got the Mandalorian now. Yeah, he's acting and he also, I think, directed an episode in the last season. So he's aged like a fine wine in this business. Yeah, exactly. He makes... You love Apollo, but also hate him. That's the only thing I would have changed about this movie. I would have had more Apollo in it. I actually agree with you on that. Because if you have... I was thinking that too. If you have the dynamic... Because you, they, they do it a little bit where they cut back and forth between the two of them. I would have liked that to be throughout the movie. But the movie is called Rocky. I get it. But like, I think Apollo's got an interesting story too... With the fact that the fans are turning on him. He was the world champ. Everyone's calling him a bum that he got lucky. He shouldn't have won that fight against Rocky. Yeah, I I thought going into this that it, they would have more of that. Because I, I knew going in it was going to be about the rematch. So I thought it would kind of cover both of them more. But this movie really, for like the first three quarters, completely focuses on... Rocky and his relationship with Adrian which is fine because I think his relationship with Adrian is one of the best aspects of the movie because their chemistry is just so very cute their relationship is adorbs but yeah I, I feel like it could have been even better if there was more development of the rivalry between them two and yeah you get that again as we go on because you get more and more of Apollo because he is such a big presence in the Rocky universe. The RCU. Yeah, the RCU. Basically, yeah, there's fucking... If you count Creed, there's eight movies, which is insane to think about. So, Frankie, what is your general opinion after just watching this? I had a good time with it. I think the editing and like the storytelling was a little sloppy at parts. But I think the overall charm of the character kind of carries you through it. Didn't like it as much as the first one, but still very much liked it. Well, yeah, there's a reason the first one got nominated for Oscars and this one did not. No. <laughs> no Oscar love for Rocky II. Uh, so are you ready to get into the nitty gritty of this movie? I am. So we started off with the end of the first movie. Yeah, we get a little recap, which is very helpful. You get the end of this fight, and it's you still see how brutal this fight is. Apollo says there ain't going to be a rematch, and Rocky says, I don't want one. Adrian runs into the ring, and everything's all, you know, happy-go-lucky, just like the first movie ends. And we take a hospital ride, 
and we get a nice jazzy rendition of gonna fly now kind of yeah i really liked the score throughout the whole movie i really liked the score once again bill conti returns to do the score for rocky 2 and uh yeah he fucking did a great job so you're taking this hospital ride and of course apollo and rocky end up at the same hospital news is there and they're asking rocky like hey what did you think about here what's what were your thoughts going into the final round and Rocky's just like, and Apollo comes, of course, being Apollo, going like, I'll fight you anytime, anywhere. And Rocky's like, I thought you said there was going to be no rematch. And Apollo's like, I'll take you anytime, anywhere. And Rocky's like, I'm retired. Big oh, yeah. Apollo goes like, oh, you're lucky. You're lucky, Italian stallion. You're lucky you didn't uh, get hurt worse. And he's like, do I look lucky to you? <laughs> My face is fucked up. Rocky's like, yeah, I'm done. And he goes in to have surgery on his face. The doctor says that he shouldn't fight anymore because if he gets any more beaten to the his left eye, he'll go blind in it. He gets surgery to fix himself up. He actually goes to Apollo's room at one point and asks Apollo if Apollo gave him his all. And Apollo's like, yeah, you know, without all the reporters, without everybody, Apollo's like, yeah, I gave you my all. And that's good enough for Rocky because Rocky knows he took the champ at the champ's best. Paulie also comes in and sneaks in and asks Rocky to get him a job with the mafia. I fucking hate Paulie. Everybody hates Paulie. Paulie's literally the fucking worst in this movie. Like, I. Ooh. Fucking Paulie. Okay, continue. <laughs> a nurse comes in after Paulie leaves and asks Rocky for his autograph. And she goes, Can you write it to my best friend, so and so? Rocky's like, Yeah, sure. And. That's my first autograph to my best friend who I've never met. Mm. Rocky gets out of the hospital a little while later with Adrian. And he's got people trying to get him to make deals and stuff about signing random shit. Oh, yeah. Like, this guy is, like, up his ass trying to get him to sign on, make some fucking shady-ass deal or whatever to basically bank on Rocky's name, you know? And he's like, oh, you know, I'll call you. I'll call you. And he's like, oh, you want my number? He's like, no, no, I'll just go out in the street and call, hey, you, yo. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And he's like, oh, I got something more important to do. And he runs off with Adrian to the zoo. <laughs> yeah. It's like, let's just go to the zoo. <laughs> in the middle of the winter with snow on the ground. They proceed to have the cutest back and forth. And Rocky asks her to marry him. And it's so cute. She says yes, of course. He invites the tiger to the wedding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's got, like, all these random weird lines. He just goes, oh, I'll send you an invitation, Mr. Tiger. <laughs> then we cut to them getting married. And, Yay. You know, it's all cute and stuff. Yeah, and then they go home, and they have this really sweet scene together, and they're kissing. That's the thing with movies like this that maybe aren't the best constructed on paper but if you have characters and actors in the movie that have great chemistry and are engaging on screen you know it could go a long way the two of them still have chemistry from the first one definitely yeah they're uh, so cute it's so awkward and so cute i can't there are times, though, that I think Adrian is less awkward in this one, of course, than the original. Yeah, I think so, too. I think in the beginning, in the first one, she was reserved and shy. But in this one, she's still, like, reserved, but she's definitely more confident. 
she's confident in herself, I think, and she's confident in her relationship with Rocky. So she is able to kind of assert herself a little bit more. And she's not being browbeaten by Paulie for most of the movie. Fucking Paulie, man. I Oh, I hate him so much. What a fucking piece of shit. After this, you know, Rocky says he's going to be doing commercials and stuff. So he's fine with blowing some of his money. So he buys a car, a very nice car. He buys a jacket. He buys watches for Paulie, Adrian, and him. And, like, you see Adrian kind of like, ugh, like, this is not a good idea. You're buying all this shit that you do not need at all. Like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, he buys a house, which is, like, the only thing, like, okay, yeah, you want to start a family, buy the house. That's Right, fine. that's fine. But, like, even the house, he's just... Not even really trying to, like, negotiate with the guy or paying attention to what's going on. He just wants the house just to have it. And Adrian's like, you're kind of making the job for this realtor guy really easy because you're just saying, okay, whatever, (laughs) to everything he says. And he's like, oh, I just want to have a house so we can have a family, Adrian. Yo, 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 yo. Yeah, he's blowing this money real quick. Yeah, he even says at one point when he buys the car, he goes, Adrian, just get in it. It's like Cinderella buying a pumpkin. Like, oh, Rocky. I mean, he's a little cornball. What are you going to do? Then we cut to a quick little moment of Apollo talking to his wife, reading hate mail. How everyone so believes it, the fight was fixed, and uh, he's not the real champ, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, why do you give a shit? He goes, because this is my reputation. And then we cut to Adrian at the doctor's office. And she comes out and she's all smiles because Adrian's pregnant. Yay! And of course, Rocky's like, I knew when I woke up today that something good was going to happen. I didn't know what, but <laughs> oh, I knew yeah. something good. He literally goes, Adrian, we did it. <laughs> you did it. Yay! <laughs> I was like, aw. They have this cute little scene where they're like walking through the park and they're talking about their future child and it's very sweet. And he's like, oh, I hope the kid's like you. And Adrian's like, I hope the kid's like you. Like you, like you. And it just goes back and forth. And like anyone else doing this fucking shit would be so annoying. (laughs) But like them two doing it, it's so cute. I just can't get enough. It's so cute. At one point, Adrian goes, yeah, but what if it's a girl? And Rocky's like, oh. Oh, yeah. He's like, I didn't even think of that. Really? You got a 50-50 shot, Rock. (laughs) And then we cut to Rocky doing commercials. Oh, my God. This is this was painful. Oh, this, this is, was rough, man. Oh, yeah, this is this is brutal. <laughs> it felt so bad. They're doing a Brocky in the makeup and stuff, and they have him in Tarzan with the fucking club. Yeah, I think the, the thing's for, like, some kind of body spray or, like, I, cologne or something. Yeah, I think it's cologne. In the morning, I splash it on, and it makes me smeal mainly. Smeal mainly? Uh, cut. Doesn't that smell manly? Can you read that, Rock? Yeah. Let's go again. The director's just like, fucking, just say the goddamn lines and shut up. And then Rocky, of course, like, oh, yeah, you're being very rude, you know? And uh, he's like, I only work, I should fire you. I only work with professionals. I don't know. He's like, are you being rude, Adrian? And Adrian's like, yes. <laughs> I'm standing up for my man. I'm like, that's okay, girl. You go. Normally, in a movie like Rocky, the original Rocky, where like it ends, you know, in the, the big game, the big fight, and the protagonist wins and everything is wonderful and then the movie ends but you don't think about what happens after that really but in i i do like that this movie 
plays with that what really happens after the glory of the game is over you know what i mean yeah it would have been one thing if rocky had won the championship but he didn't win he just he tied apollo but he didn't win if he had stage retired he would have been a local sports celebrity for like ever like everyone would have talked about that that fight with apollo creed you know but uh yeah it is the ever after of happily ever after exactly so Rocky, Rocky's agents leave him, and he's not going to end up doing commercials anymore. So he decides he's going to try and get an office job. And every time he goes to an interview, by the way, he goes on a bunch of job interviews in the most 70s powder blue suit I ever did see. And it's just, ah, ooh, it's good. But <laughs> he goes and they basically tell him, like, listen, you're this big hulking dude with no education no one's gonna give you an office job behind a desk you either gotta just do like a labor job or go back to fighting like what are you doing actually you know what the powder blue suit reminded me of dumb and dumber (gasps) yes oh another classic want to hear the most annoying sound in the world oh god so rocky's having no luck finally he asks Paulie for help, and he goes, Paulie, can you get me a job at the meat plant since I got you the job with the mob? Because Paulie's working for the mob now. I mean, it, it fits for him because he's such a scumbag, so it's fine. <laughs> it, it's so glossed over, though, that I'm like, yeah, it's kind of weird that Paulie's working for the mob now. He gets Rocky the job at the meat plant, which lasts all of, what, three days? Yeah, that was so weird. I, I feel like at this point, the movie kind of grinded to a slow halt. You know what I mean? It was just kind of crawling. Because for me, watching it, I was like, okay, we're coming off of Rocky. You know, we're, we're riding high. It kind of just felt like we were getting a little mundane, maybe too mundane. I, I understand that. Because you're just waiting for Rocky to get back to fighting. Because you know that's where we're going to end up. So it just felt like it took a while for him to get there. I, I think the point of this, and I, I, I definitely agree with you, it does come to a screeching halt here. But I think the point of this, especially him getting fired from the meat plant and then selling his car to Pauly, is he has to come crashing down. He's got to go back to almost zero. Because he's almost forced to go back to fighting. Well, that's what... Because Adrian at one point says to him, like, you can do anything. You don't have to go back to fighting. And he's like, can I really do anything? Like, I I can't. I can't get an office job. I got fired from the meat plant because they were cutting back. You know, I get it because, like, he wants to provide for his family. This is the one thing that he knows he can do. So I get that. But I also get adrian's side of it because she doesn't want her husband going blind so it's you know it's understandable on both sides of the coin here yeah and she even says for money she'll go back to the pet store and work part-time he basically acquiesces to adrian at that point and is like okay you can go back to work if you want to and she's like yeah i'll go back to work like that's fine I, I like working at the pet shop like i'm good but then as soon as she leaves he's like hitting the bag and he's just really frustrated hitting the bag and you can tell he's not happy. No, he's not. This basically forces him to go to Mickey and be like, can I work here for you as like a janitor, basically? 
And I love this scene. And Mickey's like, why would you want to do that? First, he goes in there asking him to train him again because he wants to fight. And Mickey's like, what, you want to go blind? You, you you down for that? And Rocky's like, no, I'm all right. I see great. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's a running joke throughout the movie that he can't fucking drive without hitting a trash can <laughs> well, yeah. in front of the house. But Mickey tests his sight and he slaps him in the face and he's like, you didn't even see that coming, did you? You can't fight, Rock. It's just, you can't. Like, I'm a decrepit old fucking man. Yeah, exactly. Like, I hit you and I'm old as fuck. You didn't even see that coming, did you? No. Well, that was from a broken down pug like me. What do you, what do you think the champ would do to you? Oh, hurt me bad. No, he'd hurt you. Play a minute. Play a minute. That basically brings Rocky to the point where he's like, I'll fucking be a janitor. I don't care. Mickey's like, you want all these kids to see you emptying spit buckets and... But he just wants to be around it, he says, in the environment of, like, fighting and... Because that's what he knows. That's all he knows. Yeah. And Mickey's like, okay, fine. I'll come in tomorrow. So, yeah, this is where we get to Apollo's boardroom meeting. And Apollo is obsessed. His manager's like, yo, we can get the top two contenders in the world. And Paolo goes, no, I want Balboa. And the manager's like, this man, you beat the living hell out of him. And he kept coming. And that's the thing about Rocky Balboa. That's what endears people to him, I think, as a character, is that he's so resilient and he keeps coming. There's actually a great quote from the sixth movie. That oh, God. You, me, or nobody. He's going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's a great line for him. That's that's basically who Rocky is. He's a tank, as Mickey calls him later on in the movie. And that's the thing Apollo's coach is scared of. If you can't put this guy down early, he's going to probably put you down. And he's like, no, we're going to drag this guy out of retirement, run a smear campaign, basically. And Rocky walks back into Mickey's gym to do the janitor stuff, and everybody's got these fucking little newsletters about Apollo Creed calling out the Italian chicken. This is not the first time chickens show up in this movie. No. Chickens have been haunting us throughout these sequel episodes. Fucking whole 10 yards. Oh, Blanche. Rest in peace, Blanche. Rocky's not kind of letting this get to him. It's rolling off his shoulders, really. But all these fucking little shits who have done nothing in boxing are, like, giving him shit. Yeah, that was so stupid. It's like, who the fuck are you? (laughs) At one point, when Apollo is calling Rocky out on TV or whatever, the news guy goes like, well, there's just one question here, ladies and gentlemen, and that's where is Rocky Balboa? And it's like, he's not hiding. He's in the same fucking place he's been (laughs) from the beginning of the first movie. Let's just walk the streets of Philly. You're going to find the guy. Yeah, he'll be running around, you know, running up some steps, perhaps. During this time, we're cutting to Apollo, who's training, and Apollo's training very intensely he's knocking out his fucking sparring partners he's so angry about the fact that rocky balboa lasted 15 rounds with him and has now besmirched his career besmirched Ooh. thank you what an sat word he pulled out there 
I try sometimes. So he's calling out Rocky on this commercial, as Frankie's saying on TV. You know what it reminded me of? Yeah. I mean, obviously there's actual wrestlers that do stuff like that, but it just reminded me of Bonesaw from Spider-Man. Hey, Frank Joe, you're going nowhere. I got you for three minutes. Three minutes of play time. Oh, Bonesaw's ready. <laughs> Yeah, so who's watching this interview of Apollo calling out Rocky, but Mickey and Rocky. And Rocky, of course, is kind of despondent about it. Yeah, he gets all, like, sullen and shuffles off. And Mickey's at home. (laughs) He's like, I don't know what the fuck he's doing. He's just, like, in a dark hole somewhere, just drinking and stuffing his face. And he just, like, screams at the TV, like, (laughs) You bum. (laughs) You ugly bum. Adrian... And Rocky are talking and Rocky's like, I have to fight. He he came out with a particularly kind of silly line though at that point. It was particularly schmaltzy and corny. He goes, I don't ask you not to be a woman so don't ask me not to be a man. Rocky, okay. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Nothing she's doing as a woman could cause her to have grave physical harm really. Oh, well, that's not true. Not true. <laughs> <laughs> we find out later but but you know what i'm saying you know she's not gonna fucking go blind from tending to the parakeets at the pet shop at one point he goes to the pet shop to like see her and uh he's like oh what why don't i uh, walk you home maybe tell you a few jokes maybe you laugh at some of them huh yeah maybe 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 maybe, maybe, maybe. And then I don't even remember what the fucking joke was. It was, it was stupid bad. as fuck, though. It was terrible. He's like, they used to laugh at that in seventh grade all the time. I'm like, Rocky, you're 31. <laughs> you're a grown man, Rock. But it's a sad moment, Adrian and Rocky fighting, about him going back to boxing because you see both sides of it. And they have a good moment when Mickey shows up and Mickey basically says to Rocky, he's like, let's fucking tear him apart. And Rocky's like, okay. And then they turn back to Adrian, and she's just standing there in the stairway. The way it's shot, the lighting is really good, and it's just kind of showing her in shadow, like kind of being left behind in this scenario. It's a weird feeling because you want this. You want Rocky to fight again, but you also feel really bad for Adrian. Yeah, and I have to admit, Adrian gives a good performance here. Oh, yes. Talia Shire returns for this role, and she does even better, I think, in this movie than in the first one. Yeah, I I, I think they gave her more to do. Yes. But her getting this emotion across as Rocky's walking out the door, that's something that's very hard to do for any actor, to get something across without saying a word. And she does such a good job with it, and you know what she's thinking. And, yeah, it totally ends up fucking with Rocky's head. So we cut to the press conference, because now the fight's on. It's going to happen over Thanksgiving in Philadelphia. And Apollo's, of course, got his, all his bluster. And he's like, this guy ain't making it five minutes with me. I'm going to show everybody the last fight was a fluke. And then Rocky's like, you know, if I got this money, I got to buy Adrian's perfume. Yeah, it's funny because he comes off super likable in this press conference. And Apollo is clearly annoyed by that because... Like the guy told him earlier, he comes off looking like just some arrogant asshole. And Rocky is just this sweet, humble, like, Joe fucking plumber guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he's like, oh, I got to buy some Muppet 
toys for my kid, you know, buy some Kermit the Frog and Bert and Ernie. And they're all like laughing at him. And Apollo's just looking annoyed, like, what the fuck? They're supposed to like me. <laughs> I'm the champ. And of course, Paulie makes a fucking comment in the corner, like, he's going to break your ribs, Apollo. And he goes, who the fuck is this motherfucker? Who's this Al Capone? <laughs> <laughs> and you can tell, like, this is bothering him because. He even says at one point to Rocky, he goes, people have been coming to my kids about this. People have been sending me messages, calling my house. Like, I would have loved to seen all this. Like this, Right. I would have loved to get more into that because it would have given us more to sink our teeth into with Apollo. So we cut to Mickey watching the last fight, and he's like, we got to get you faster. He's like losing it. He's like, we got to get you fast. Speed. We got to get you greased up. I was like, whoa. <laughs> we gotta get you so fast, you're like grease lightning. Go grease lightning, you're burning up the quota of Oh, no. <laughs> but uh, he's like, you got all the guts, but no sense. <laughs> Here, take this chicken. Chase this chicken around. <laughs> and I'm like, Blanche, Blanche is back. <laughs> and Rocky's like, I feel like a Kentucky Fried Fool. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> And he's like, okay, what we're going to do is, because Southpaws are ridiculous, we're going to make you fight right-handed for the first bunch of rounds, and then it's going to mess Apollo up, and then you got to switch to left-handed. But uh, he's completely distracted. He's, he's, he's distracted with this domestic stuff, as Mickey <laughs> likes to point out. What's with this domestic crap? <laughs> it doesn't help that Paulie keeps coming around and bringing up the fucking domestic stuff. He's like, you want me to talk to my sister? And I'm like, oh my god, here we go. This fucking bullshit. Frankie even pointed out, at one point, Paulie goes, you should just knock her in the mouth and knock her teeth out. Oh my god. It, it happened so quick. It like barely was even recognizable. And I thought I heard it. And I was like, did he just suggest that Rocky knock out his sister's teeth? And Scott was like, yep. What the fuck is this guy's problem? And then Rocky, of course, is like, no, I like her teeth just where they are. Thanks. And I'm like, what the fuck is with this dude? So he goes to the pet shop, right, to tr to talk to Adrian. And he proceeds to yell at her. Mind you, she's fucking hugely pregnant, okay? There's a scene beforehand where she's lifting things as a big old pregnant lady. She should not be lifting. Fucking dumbass Pauly shows up being an asshole, yelling at her, saying that Rocky's going to get hurt because of her, which, no, Rocky's a big boy. He can deal with some bullshit if he really wants to fight. As like, do like you this... expect Adrian to be happy about it? Paulie is a piece of shit. He should not even be getting involved in their marital affairs, okay? Why don't you get your own fucking wife and burn that relationship to the ground before you try and fuck up other people's relationships, okay? Okay, let's... Do you think anybody's going to actually fucking date Paulie? Well, that's what I'm saying. So he's yelling at her, his pregnant sister, and she gets upset she's like Polly, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about if he fucking gets hurt and goes blind you can just fuck off and go away because you don't give a shit about him i love him i'm gonna be here no matter what and i'm gonna have to help him if he goes fucking blind which like you know fair and they're arguing and then she proceeds to pass out and 
be in extreme pain. And next scene, we cut to her in the hospital. Yeah, and she has gone into a coma and has given birth a month prematurely. Yes, which, okay, this whole coma storyline, um, I didn't love it <laughs> because, A, it just seemed very soap opera-y just out of nowhere. And I know because I, in my day, have watched many a soap opera and it just reeked of soap opera-ness. Well, let's face it, as much as I love the first one, Stallone does fall into sometimes tropiness. But yeah, no, I didn't love the coma thing. Also because it felt like, again, the movie just grinded to a halt. Like it felt like we were getting somewhere with the training and we were building up and then we just stopped again. Yeah. Rocky is staying by Adrian's bedside. He doesn't even go see his kid. Yeah, he's like, no, we're going to wait until we can see him together. And I was like, no, oh, that's sweet and like sad. It's it's sad. And you feel it because of their relationship, Rocky and Adrian. But just it goes on for a while and it's so melodramatic. And it doesn't help that he goes to the chapel and then has a whole talk with Mickey. And Mickey gives him a pep talk about the fucking fighting in the chapel in the hospital chapel while his wife is in a coma and it's like um do you think now's the time to do this like (laughs) like this is not a very like hyped up sports pep talk moment we're in a fucking chapel (laughs) a bitch is in a coma like what are we doing at one point mickey's like yelling at him he goes I'm not going to get angry in the holy... I don't want to get angry in this biblical place. I like Mickey, but yeah, it's just it just seemed like an inappropriate time. It did, but then Mickey does stay by Rocky's side because Paulie leaves. Paulie fucking gets Well, because a- he should feel guilty. I would like to think that he left because he feels guilty. I hope so because he's a shitbag. But yeah, Mickey stays by Rocky's side. At one point, I even, yeah, that was sweet. I like their relationship a lot. At one point, I even joke because Rocky's sitting there at bedside, and Mickey's like kind of sleeping in the chair. I'm like, that's got to be bad for that old man's back sleeping in that chair. <laughs> but they have this very um, dramatic shot where Rocky's by her by Adrian's side, holding her hand. The camera's holding on that shot, and then all of a sudden, you see Adrian's hand move, and it's like you knew that was coming. And then she opens her eyes, and life is wonderful. Adrian's back. I am genuinely glad about that. (laughs) I know it sounds like I'm being obnoxious about it, but I am glad because I love Adrian. But then we get another fucking moment with Pauly. Because uh, after Adrian is, like, you know, a little more bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, they bring the baby in, little Rocky Jr., who, by the way, is played by... Sylvester Sloan's actual infant son who was born the same year. Ah. It, I thought that was very cute. But anyway, they're holding the baby and they're like, oh, what are we going to name him? And Polly has the temerity, <laughs> the unmitigated gall to suggest they name the child after him. It, it, the, it flame, flames, flames on the side of my face. Breathing, breath, 
heaving breaths. This baby almost died because of you. Why the fuck would we name the baby after you, you piece of shit? But obviously Rocky didn't say that, nor did Adrian, because they're too nice to Polly. They treat him like not a piece of shit. <laughs> but I would like to make the argument that they should treat him like a piece of caca. That is very true. Paulie is not a good guy, and he's never been a good guy. There is never a moment in the series where I actually go, yeah, you know what? I like Paulie here. Never a goddamn moment. It boggles my mind that he is in every Rocky movie. But in this scene, Adrian kind of gives her blessing to Rocky, like, listen, you can fight Apollo, but you got to win. <laughs> And then, of course, we get Mickey, what are we waiting for? Oh, yeah, that was a great moment. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck your newborn child. Let's go. <laughs> so then we get montage time. And we get oh, yes. We get Rocky training, hitting the sledgehammer, catching the chicken. Oh, yeah, he's running around in the alley trying to chase the chicken. And Mickey's just screaming, you got speed, kid. You got speed. <laughs> And he's getting stronger, he's lifting, he's doing his push-ups. It's a solid montage scene. We then go into the gonna fly now part of the montage, which is even better. Yes, where it's so fucking cheesy and stupid. It is really cheesy, but like I was having a good time with it. He's running through Philadelphia, and everyone starts following him. Yeah, this is a part of the movie where... In comparison to the first one, you can definitely see the difference in budget. Because <laughs> the first one in the montage shoot where he's running around Philadelphia, like, it's very guerrilla style. Like, I don't think they even had permits and shit. It was just bare bones filmmaking. In this, there's definitely a lot more production quality. Definitely a lot more extras. <laughs> oh, yeah, a lot of extras. There's got to be at least 200 extras following Rocky. For... But it was really, like, it definitely got you pumped up. It did. It, well, gonna fly now. Hit, hit it here. Excellent song. It is. It is excellent. With the kids kind of charging behind him, like scream, "Go rock, yeah!" They're like, you know, you you feel it. You you feel the moment. This is also the same town that was just telling him he was a bum for not taking the fight twenty minutes ago. But you know, but the children, Scott. It's think fine. of the children. It's fine. Now we cut to the night before the fight. Rocky's tossing and turning because he can't sleep. Apollo's staring at a picture of Rocky Balboa from a newspaper article. He crumbles the paper up, throws it away, because you know what? He's ready for this. This is going to be then, a different story. And then Lost in the Woods starts playing from Frozen 2, and they start serenading each other. I'm lost in the woods. Yeah, so then we get the fight. It's the Super Fight 2. Apollo's there. He's getting ready. He's got. He's like, I'm going to get this guy this time. And Rocky is running late to the fight. Yeah, because he decides he's going to stop at the local church. <laughs> And get a blessing thrown down. Yeah, he's like, oh, hey, father. Hey, father. Could you throw a blessing down, father? Oh, God. So now we're getting to the big fight. Yes. Which I have to say, this was the best part of the movie. Yeah. Before this point, I was going to give the movie a 3.5. And this 
elevated my rating just this last section of the movie but fun fact going into filming the fight scene at the end Sylvester Stallone was injured when he dropped a weight and tore his pec muscle but he still shot the scene despite the pretty intense injury so well yeah tearing your pec I know uh, when the NFL, I'm pretty sure when you tear your pectoral muscle, you could almost be gone for like months. Not a fun fucking injury. You barely can lift your fucking arm. This is what we've been building up to this this whole movie. This is what we wanted from the first fucking minute of this movie. We wanted to get here. So it's like there's been a lot of buildup and now we're here and it's exciting. And the pacing at this point is is rapid fire. Yeah. You're, You're in it. Yeah. So this is by far, despite the fact that I do love Adrian and Rocky's relationship throughout the movie, this is my favorite part of the movie. Oh, yeah. Mickey literally tells Rocky, he's going to come out like fire and try and take you out in the first couple rounds. If you can get by that, this fight is yours. And that's exactly what happens. Apollo comes out, guns ablaze, and knocks Rocky down twice in the first two rounds. Rocky gets a couple of good blows in, but it's all Apollo. But he keeps getting up, Rocky. He gets up, and then uh, after the second knockdown, he goes, I'm not getting knocked down again. You definitely get swept up in the fight and the emotions of it, partly because of Rocky's resilience, but also because in this movie... They have the hometown hero type element where everyone in the crowd, because it's they're in Philadelphia, so it's Rocky's home turf, and he's become this hometown celebrity. So everyone in the crowd is cheering for Rocky. You just get behind him so easily. Yeah, you, you got the hero villain dynamics between him and Apollo. Apollo still is a little bit of a showboat at times, and yeah, Rocky's fighting him right-handed. The score in this part, too, is really, really great. And oh, the, yeah. The camera's always moving, and it's always giving you different angles that are, like, unique and interesting. So it definitely keeps you engaged the whole time. Because the, the fight is pretty long. Yeah. But you're never bored, because it's, it's never just two guys, no. you know, dancing in a big box. It, it's it, just, it's always some kind of different angle, different lighting that keeps you going. It also feels very real. There are times you sit down and you're like, okay, yeah, these guys aren't really hitting, like, it feels like these guys are beating the living shit out of each other. Well, funny you should mention that, because another fun fact I found out about this particular scene in the movie, after the second round ends... And the bell rings. Sylvester Stallone and Carl Weathers are seen pushing and yelling at each other and giving each other shit. According to Stallone, the anger in that part was real because Carl Weathers kept messing up the fight choreography. And he was actually like hitting him for real accidentally. And Sylvester Stallone was getting pissed off. But then after he looked back at the footage he's like oh that looks good we're gonna keep that beautiful accidents yeah it i mean it worked out good because it just looked like they were talking shit like it didn't look no it looked good out of character at all so it it worked out i guess Uh, (laughs) and as this fight goes on apollo's winning rounds and winning rounds and there's a couple shots where he hits stallone and we go into like the slow-mo oh yeah again another showing of the uh up in budget here yeah oh hell yeah but like it happens two or three times where he hits Rocky and Rocky's like, whoa, what the... Yeah, yeah. I mean, nowadays, if you watch a wrestling movie or a boxing movie, like that kind of shot is very... Commonplace. Yeah. 
But it, it still works for this just because you're so in it. You don't even care that it's tropey. You're just like, oh, my God. Exactly. And we finally get to the 15th round. At this point, I was like, oh, my God, how many fucking more rounds are there going to be? Like, how much longer can he go? <laughs> and both of these men are beaten senseless. At one point, the announcers go, this is World War Three," And Apollo Creed's manager literally goes, you have the points. Stay away from him and you'll win. And Apollo's like, no, this is going to end now. I'm going to knock this guy out. What I love, too, about this is, like, you have no idea what's going to happen. Like, I had no idea. Because in the first movie, they tied, which is, like, a crazy thing that, you know, you wouldn't really expect to happen in a sports movie like that. So, like, they established that Rocky could win or he could lose or Apollo could win or he could lose. Anything could happen. It's a free-for-all out here. And I, I really like that because it kept me on the edge of my seat. Normally in a sports movie, you're like, you know, they're down and out right now, but they're going to win at the end, so who cares? But in this, you don't really know that. Yeah, it's definitely done well enough where you're like, you're not totally buying into the heroes going to win because the hero didn't win the first time. He had a moral victory, but he didn't win. Right. Mickey's like, okay, it's time to switch up and start using your left hand. And Rocky's like, no, no, I'm going to beat him right-handed. And Mickey's like, no, this is what we fucking trained for. Switch. Apollo comes out, and he's going for the knockout. And he's hitting Rocky, and Rocky's getting his bell rung. And Mickey screams. And that's when Rocky's like, fine, I'll do it. And then starts wailing his left hand. Because when you're left-handed or right-handed, depending on your dominant hand, it's where you're going to get most of your power from because that's what you're used to swinging with. So now he's throwing all haymakers and he's knocking the living shit out of Apollo. Oh, yeah. Apollo's like barely standing. His manager's screaming, get away from him! Get away from him! And finally, you get the left hook and they both go tumbling down to the ground. At this point, I was, like, on the edge of my fucking seat. And I really didn't. I was like, oh, my God, get up. Somebody get up. Somebody get up. <laughs> and they're both struggling. You hear the ref counting. Of course, you got the slow-mo. One, two. And both of them are kind of, like, just... out of it. Totally out of it. The way they shot this part, I really didn't know, like, who was getting up where. Like, they, they did it very well so that... You as the audience have no idea, like, who's getting up first, who's down, who's, you know, it's totally edge of your seat kind of shit until the very end. Exactly. You get to nine, Apollo falls down, Rocky gets up, answers to the 10 count, Apollo's knocked out, Rocky wins, Rocky is the heavyweight champion of the world. Everybody goes crazy. Philadelphia goes insane. Yeah, I I was like screaming myself. I was like, "Holy shit!" It was it was fucking great. And Rocky, of course, is looking like horse shit, but he won, and he's got his belt, and he's talking to the announcer guy or whatever the news people, and he thanks Apollo, <laughs> and Apollo's like, "Frigid, and then he thanks Adrian, and Adrian's at home watching on TV, and she's crying, and it's like, oh. And then he screams, yo, Adrian! Yo, Adrian! I 
<laughs> and he holds the title up. Mickey comes and gives him a hug, and that's the end of a movie. Yeah. That, that, is, that was good, man. It was fun. Yeah, it's a good time. That's the thing about the Rocky series. Even when they get dopey later on, they're still fun movies. Dopier, you should say, because yeah, this is a little dopey <laughs> at times. Like Rocky 3 and Rocky 4 are still fun movies. I'm not opposed to watching more Rocky movies. I just, I can sense that a storm is a Bruin. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, why can't I just keep my sunny days with Rocky 1 and 2 and just keep that to myself and pretend the others don't exist? (laughs) Well, because eventually I do want to show you the Creed series. And then when we get to Creed 2, you get more out of Creed 2 if you know Rocky 4. I guess at some point then I will watch 3 and 4. Also, I enjoy Balboa. I actually do like Balboa a lot because his son plays a bigger role in Balboa. Ah, I see. But overall, yeah, this is a fun movie. I Again, I hadn't seen the second one in a long time, but it's a blast. And of course, we end on the jazzy uh, music from the beginning too. Ah, yes, of course. We love a little jazz interlude. But that was Rocky Two. Scott, what have you rated Rocky Two? Well, I have it as a four out of five. Again, I love the cheesiness. I love Rocky Adrian. I love the fight at the end. It's fucking great. From beginning to end, it's a good time. How about you, Frankie? Like I said, I was going to give it a three and a half. But after going through the fight scene, I decided to bump it up to a four. Uh, I believe I gave the first movie a four and a half. So like we've been saying, it's not as good as the original. But I feel like the original, it's such a, a miracle in a way of a lot of different factors coming together perfectly. And this isn't that, but it definitely is still a good time and a good solid continuation of Rocky's story. So, yeah, I was pleasantly surprised by how much I enjoyed it. Good. I'm glad. And, yeah, we'll keep going on. Again, there's plenty of Stallone movies that we will watch. Oh, God. (laughs) Uh, But with all of them, Rocky's still his best character. Hands down. People can make the argument for Rambo, but no. It's Rocky. (laughs) You know it's Rocky. It will always be Rocky. So that was the last of our sequel month. We had a grand old time. Next week, we'll be going back to Harry Potter. And the Wizarding World. Oh, yes. We'll be watching Prisoner of Azkaban. And uh, I'm very excited about that one because that is, as of right now, my favorite Harry Potter movie. So I'm excited. But until then, this has been Shoot the Flick, an official Paradoja podcast. I'm Frankie Sparks. And I'm Scott Eisenberg. Make sure you check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Shoot the Flick and check out our weekly episodes every single Wednesday on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio and pretty much anywhere else you can find a podcast. And make sure you come back next week to check out our magical, splendiferous movie adventure. We're going to fly now. On a broomstick. I am